Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the Me and My Dad Watch Anime Podcast, where I get what I want, and what I want is a fight. My name is Drew, and I'm here with my dad, David. Greetings, friends. And together, we watch Katsuhiko Nishiima's Project Eiko. But before we get to the show, let's let the people know. Dad, what are we under the influence of? This is a return of the menage a trois. Perfect. Perfect choice. And um, felt fitting for this one. It did. And um, it could have broken out into a three way at any one time. These sixteen year old superheroes. I think it wanted to at one point. I think so too. Excuse me, pardon me. Oh, sorry, Wayne is very impatient at the beginning of the episode. Right, <laughs> at Wayne, the beginning easy, of the episode. Easy, it's coming, buddy. He's afraid he's gonna have to go back to prison without this pardon for. So you know. What do I got here? Yeah, it looks pretty good. Yeah, that's fine enough. So uh, that's actually kind of a light pour for you. That's usually you're usually probably like halfway yeah. just to start the episode. Well, <laughs> believe me, there'll be a few more. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, well, Dad, now that we have our uh, wine all poured out, what would you like to tell us about this movie? Project Eiko, mm-hmm. 1986 Japanese action comedy science fiction anime. Yes, our favorite kind of movie. Yes. Action, comedy, science fiction seems to hit all the beats. And apparently this one is responsible for like introducing a lot of anime fans. It seems like in reading a lot of reviews, mm-hmm. everybody says, "Oh, I remember watching this, you know, you know, it was my first time I ever watched anime." Mm-hmm. And um it's obviously influential from that standpoint. I would agree. There are uh, there's an example that I have later on of like this being one of the the first examples of a very common anime trope. So Project Echo was uh, leading the way. I mean, you know, <laughs> the uh, the high school space I guess for these type of shows is just rife for material. So it makes sense that Echo got in there. Of course, I never remember watching this in 1986. Although I probably had better things to do than yeah, watch. Yeah, there's Project no fucking Echo. way you were looking at anything in 1986, but like. Playboy magazines and the cocaine. <laughs> Just like, uh, don't yeah, say that. Enough said, but, uh, enough said. And it had several uh, sequels and spinoffs, so it, uh, it was successful. Mm-hmm. And the, the fun fact about this one is it was initially planned to be part of the Cream Lemon series of pornographic OVAs. I did see this too, and I'm so glad you included it. I, I almost had my own digression on this, but go on. And uh, but they decided to you know make it a little bit more mainstream, mm-hmm. and the only sequence they did keep was there's that one scene when Biko's in her like private bath scene. Private. That is like a fucking full coliseum. Like that's the thing with like rich characters in these yeah. animes. Like their richness is is yeah. beyond bounds. Really, what a what a bathhouse. Yeah, <laughs> it has fucking Roman columns that <laughs> extend out into some weird. Uh, yeah, for, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Keep going. And then, of course, uh, Nisha, Nisha, what was his name? Nisha Jima? Nishiima. Nisha Jima? Nishiima. Oh, crap. I can't say it. It's okay. You never can. Um, it, it said that he took um, on this project because he was missing some teeth. <laughs> I also saw that, and I thought that was really funny. That's a great reason to pretty much do anything. It's yeah. like, I just need the cash to fix yeah. my whole mouth. Sure, I'll do it. Yeah. Uh, I need a couple, uh, I need an incisor over here, and... Uh, <laughs> I think I'm losing a molder. Mr. Nishima, thank you so much for coming in. Uh, we're very excited to work with you. He's, he's all gums. Like, oh, yeah, I'll fucking do whatever, man. Doesn't matter to me. Sitting there whistling. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he sounds like Herbert the Pervert uh, from Fail the Guy. And Rotten Tomatoes. Uh-huh. No reviews. 
the critic reviews. Mm-hmm. 80% audience score, though. Like I said, this is a beloved anime. I, I, of all the movies that we've been watching lately, I did actually enjoy this one. This did still have some um, male gaze problems for me, which a lot of these anime, especially from the 80s, are going to have to deal with. Uh, but on the whole, I, I'm probably up there. I'm probably like a, a 75 if I was going to throw a tomato out there. I yeah, really did like it. Strangely, it, it kept my attention. Yeah. So. It was a good time, yeah. you know? I watched it multiple times. Did you? I did too. Uh, this is I, one of the movies that I hit at least twice. Yeah. Crazily. I'm trying to, you know, up my game a little bit, but. Yeah, you're trying to re- recuperate after uh, a couple disappointing performances yeah. in a few of our I mean, there was literally but... one anime. Which one was? Escaflone. I think I might have watched 20 minutes of, so that's that's embarrassing. But, you know, Erskine. Shame on me. Erskine did great that week, so you got away with it. As long as, like, you're performing on the field, yeah, your uh, so. movie commentary doesn't have to be, like, top class. Yeah, if the other team sucks that bad, then yeah. I can get away with it, I guess. Like I said, we need Troy back so you can just beat up on somebody who has <laughs> no, <know>. no <laughs> way of winning these. Yeah, games. I definitely uh, have beatdowns when uh, Troy's in here. Yeah, you uh, own uh, all of the different names <laughs> that he has. I guess there's too many to count at this point. Worcester Sausington might be my fave. But we do have uh, a couple more opinions on the internet that I'd like to get to. So our letterbox worst reviews. So one and a half stars by Cheese Chimp. I like that name. Uh, <laughs> on July 28, 2021, every conflict in this movie involves people wanting to take Seiko from Aiko, and it makes no sense because Seiko is just the most obnoxious possible anime character ever. And I'm kind of dipping into my uh, my spotlight a little bit, but I feel like we all fall for the annoying girl at some point. That doesn't seem like something that uh, not too many people have not dealt with. We all fall for somebody who's definitely like more annoying than we no, really care to know. I've never done that. You've never f- fallen for an annoying person? No. Even had, have you ever had like um, a shatter glass moment, which is like a how I met your mother thing where someone will point something out about somebody and then all of a sudden like, you know, it's completely changed how you feel about them. <laughs> it completely retextualized like everything they do. Like somebody has a lisp that you don't hear and then somebody's like, oh wow, hmm. you don't care about her lisp? And then all of a sudden you're like, I can't not hear this. Yeah, no, I can't think of any examples of that. But hmm. Well, I guess that speaks maybe volumes to my self-worth if I'm uh, going after the annoying girls. But hey, that's uh, also maybe just for me. Uh, got another two stars by Jason Kawood on July uh, 4th, 2021. Weird thing to watch on July 4th. Um, two teenage lesbian superheroes fight over a really annoying girl who's maybe secretly a princess. It's fun, but also seems to be made by pedophiles for pedophiles. And we're probably going to bring this, you know, thing home in the same way that we did uh, last week with Mardok Scramble. But, you know, the the underage nudity is just not for me in any context for any reason. I feel like most movies, uh, TV shows, any art form doesn't really need naked people. Characters can almost be asexual, in my opinion. Yeah, but it, it, it's definitely I mean, we had talked about it. It's funny how. <laughs> Japanese anime came about and there was just this preponderance of, you know, nudity and, mm-hmm. and, and that and, you know, the fan service side of it, you know, and you can't, there's no really, there's no other, I mean, you're not going to see that in American animation. No. I mean, there's some underground stuff. There, I mean, this was all also most of the times, like, like all the American stuff was like comedies of the time where you're getting like, like Fritz the Cat or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's very, like you know, very explicit. And, uh, but I mean, 
the Japanese anime is just littered with this stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, we like you know we pointed out last week the age of consent thing in that country throws all of the art that they make about young girls completely off the spectrum. It's always sexualized. It's always unnecessary. Like. It's a hard pass for me. I mean, you got to give them props for just like, you know, this whole hentai stuff. I mean, geez, you know. Do we have to give them props for hentai? I, do we have to give them props for hentai? Actually, no, we don't have to give props. <laughs> I mean, I mean, though, I guess the balls to actually just put this stuff out there. Okay, I mean, okay. Yeah. The Which lack I, of self-awareness. I don't even really understand that because I didn't feel like the Japanese culture is, you know. Conducive of yeah. uh, test, uh, not testicle. You know, uh, I, I think there's a lot of um, you know pent up sexual frustration there. You're not wrong, dude. That country has a lot of boy girl problems, and I think that's pretty much why anime is exclusively <laughs> for like a male audience most of the time. <laughs> there's nobody else producing. The, I mean, maybe there is, but yeah. I mean, not to the you know. I think the only time I've seen, well, I mean, even like the the quote unquote lesbian stuff, and this is pretty much like clearly queer baiting because they completely retcon this whole relationship in different movies where it's just strictly a friendship, so they're not even real lesbians. But Yuri on Ice is the only example I can think of, which is like kind of you know, like gay characters or something being like a prominent thing. But yeah, this this is all for dudes most of the time, and it's you know sometimes for pedophiles too who. I hope aren't listening to this podcast because you're going to have to leave, brother. <laughs> we got another two and a half stars by Jick Jash on March uh, 8th, 2021. I know it's a silly tune, but in what future would slanted drinking cups ever become a standard? And I thought that was weird, too. That was like the 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 jelly in the bowl for me uh, with uh, Fist of the North Star. Like the slanted cups and the, the slanted everything. Really strange. I don't know what Graviton, uh, Gravitron City was trying to get by with that, but... Yeah, that is strange. Yeah. It's, uh, I guess, just a creative choice. Who knows? Maybe that'll be, you know, a thing that comes out in the future. Who fucking knows? Uh, another three stars by Human Bean Juice. Gross. <laughs> on <laughs> September 16, 2020. Uh, it's not often you see a movie where Colonel Sanders is a slasher movie villain. And that's like the 10th most interesting thing about it. The references in this movie probably were the reason why I liked it so much. Just because it was fucking so dumb. Uh, in a lot of different ways, but the Colonel Sanders slasher movie was a fun uh, wake up when I got to that part. I was like, oh, this movie is completely off the rails. Uh, Colonel Sanders scares me also. Just like as a as an entity in the world or because he is like, I mean, if you're kind of looking at all of the Colonel Sanders KFC I'm just commercials. I'm say that I haven't ate at a KFC and I can't remember. Well, I and I have my reasons, but and I'm not going to bring them up in this podcast. But mm-hmm. <laughs> there's theories. I've seen some things at KFC that I don't want to see, or I didn't want to see that would make me not want to eat there. Like what? Just some. It was just nasty. Did someone like? No, there. Do anything to the food? Or are you talking about? No, no, about? no. It was you just can the, you can talk shit about KFC. You don't have to be cagey. The Colonel isn't listening. <laughs> He isn't going to come out of the shadows like he did in the movie and, like, slash you with a, you know, a chicken. You know, that's why I fear. Yeah. I fear the, kernel, <laughs> I fear I mean, the chicken the wing down the throat. that I will, you know, receive from KFC that, you know, yeah, the you colonel know, will haunt me in my dreams. Reba McIntyre as the colonel, as the female Colonel Sanders, uh, Sanders were probably going to come after you. So, yeah, I'd be careful. She's uh, bloodthirsty from what I understand. <laughs> uh, and then the last comment we got is Junkie Kong, uh, three and a half stars on January 7th, 2021. So many questions raised. Is this movie part of the queer canon? Should I stand Biko, our problematic queen? Does Seiko have a brain injury? Why does every song in this movie sound like the Pretenders? Were the aliens trans? This movie has made uh, a lot of people horny. I don't know about people being no, horny from this movie, I but... I was not 
in any way turned on by this movie. So yeah, I would hope that would be a trend. That's not the case. You know, <laughs> I, I would really hope nobody's coming away. It's like, wow, dude, seeing that fucking 16 year old put on her bra really got me in the mood. That would be, uh, I think immediate terms for like ending a friendship. You know, if someone watched this movie and they were bricked up, I think I'd probably have to like tell them to never <laughs> talk to me again. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that would be a, a serious red flag. Yeah, that would be like, I well, shouldn't yeah. hang out with you anymore. That's my bad for uh, even letting this friendship get that far. Yeah. Uh, so, Dad, now that we've illuminated the Internet's thoughts, where would you like to shine your spotlight? Well, I don't know if this might be the most upskirts. There was a lot. That a movie uh, presented in mm. anime. At I least mean, that we've seen. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I was thinking it would be a perfect drinking game. You sound like a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess that technically could have rules and like work. Upskirt drink. Yeah. I'm I wonder how many actual upskirts are in this movie. Do you think over under ten or oh, way over. Way over? Yes. Really? Yes. I don't I just didn't I don't look at women below the neck, so that's just sort of like something I can't actually pick up when I'm watching something, so <laughs> just kidding um but yeah no the upskirt thing i tried to avoid i try to look these anime characters in the eyes and you know whatever happens in my periphery is not it was me. hard to you know not notice yeah i'm sure it was i mean it was blatant you sound like musky it sounds this actually sounds like a game that musky want to play hey gus do you want to play uh this upskirt drinking game i'm sure that musky has watched this this is probably his introduction to anime like everyone else he was a fan in the 80s you know what, David? You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, I've watched plenty of shit, but, you know, you, you you guys, you know, do your thing. I got some fucking glasses to clean over here, so I'll check back in in a minute. You know, I have some things I need to talk about. Yeah, we're good, Muskie. We don't need anything. <laughs> Dad, you, David, fuck off. <laughs> Muskie, you can come back around in a little bit. Just, you know, See go that? clean your glasses. We brought our own wine, yeah. I know, motherfucker. You I watched you walk in here. You and your watered-down drinks. Muskie, <laughs> go back to the bar. We just need Rory to come back. This is uh, just a repeat of last week. Uh, but go on. I'm <laughs> he heard upskirts. He came screwing. What are you guys talking about? Yeah, Muskie got a little excited. He was bricked up after that one for sure. <laughs> bricked up. <laughs> uh, He's a brick. And I thought it was curious that Aiko is supposed to be the daughter or supposedly the daughter of Superman and Wonder Woman. Yes, I did see that. And that was... Uh, see, I missed it in the first time and uh, the first time I watched it. And uh -huh. then I, you know... I had read about it and I'm like, where did they pick up that reference? And I didn't notice right at the end where they show this Clark Kent type dude, like reading the paper and he's, he's reading the daily planet. Yeah. You know, it's P L E. And they had, and if you looked at the newspaper, it was just like gibberish. It didn't even, the words didn't even make sense. Like, yeah. That's... It wasn't in Japanese or anything. It was like in English, but it was just like, you ever having a it's dream? Lorem Ipsum. Isn't that what that's called? Where they like the text that they put on like a presentable document, Lorem Ipsum. That's like, no, it wasn't even that. No, it wasn't that? No, no. It wasn't Latin bullshit. But it was sort of almost the words, but they were all spelt wrong or mm -hmm. weirdly. And um, it reminds me, have you ever noticed in a dream that you, you never, if you, if you have ever been able to read anything in a dream, I've always noticed in my dreams, like any kind of like something I was trying to read, it's just garbage. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't make, it doesn't say anything. I, and I read something about that, that in dreams you don't see like real writing yeah i have heard of that i believe i've experienced it um like i've probably talked about on this podcast before like my dreaming capabilities have been 
uh, incredibly hampered by my, my pot smoking habit. So I don't really have dreams often enough to know if it's still a thing, but like I've, I've done that before. Yeah. I've been really? not able pot to... suppresses your, the dream state. I have, I bear, I haven't dreamed in years. I'll be honest with you. Like, I, I mean, I dream when I take a break from smoking weed, but like if I'm doing it, uh, every other day or so, like my dreaming is I pretty... dream crazy. Yeah. I, I have a, you know, a sleep, uh, tracker mm-hmm. and it shows that I'm in the dream state, like off the charts. Yeah. You're, you're a pro dreamer. Yeah. I think that's, uh, probably your best quality if you, <laughs> <laughs> if not, you know, any of your other ones. But your your dreaming is incredible. <laughs> but my dreams, we uh, they're they're a little off the wall. But care to share? I can't think of a uh, a recent one, but they're yeah. always strange. That's fine. And uh, it's probably since I started watching anime. Yeah, that'll help. It is enhanced. drinking late at night and watching yeah. anime is a quick way to either Co- get into depression. Copious amounts of wine, and then you know, mm-hmm. anime craziness has just you know sent my brain into a tailspin of. The crazy dream state. Yeah, just uh, give it a few more months. You're gonna be watching porn all the time, like me. You're just. I'm slowly trying to lower you to my level. I think it's what it is. I want to. I want you to know exactly what my life is like. You know, I've I've seen enough porn. It just really doesn't. Have you though? Yeah, I have. I mean, it doesn't really. You know, everyone's. What would you consider enough porn? I mean, we're kind of getting off the rails, and you could bring up your next point, but like, how many hours of porn do you think you've watched? Oh. Thousands. Thousands? Yeah. That's pretty fair. I mean... Well, only since the advent of um, the, internet. the internet. Yeah. Yeah. So since then, you've yeah. logged a thousand plus hours I, of porn watching? Know. Maybe that's extreme. I, I can't put a real number on it, but I can't tell you that I haven't watched it. And, uh, thousands of hours sounds like a lot. Like, that's a Malcolm Gladwell. Like, I've jerked off for 10,000 hours, yeah. so I have uh, the right to talk about my penis in such a Because that's way. like about one hour a day, you know, for three years straight. Well, <laughs> which is an not hour really a day. But I mean, the internet's been around since, you know, what, the 90s? Yeah. I only, I will actually cap myself off. This has to be the end of it, but I cap myself off at 20 minutes. That's like the allotted time that I give myself to jerk off and watch porn. I have 20 <laughs> minutes to do it. And, uh, you know, once I get there, I'll go. I mean, it's just one of those things. You've seen it, you know, so many times. It's just, there's nothing really new to it. Yeah, I guess everyone just gets fucked. You that's know, pretty much like how that works. That, that's what you have to look forward to as a man, you know, as somebody that, you know, comes to the age of close to 60 just watching porn no you don't you oh just, you don't care yeah, yeah i i don't know by the time i get to that age i might just not be able to get an erection which so. is sort of depressing but whatever yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're just really bringing once, us home here you know, once porn has lost its freaking you know once i reach 60 i uh just didn't care about <laughs> sex anymore i uh, kind of just care about stocks <laughs> i don't even care about that <laughs> i'm just maybe speaking for it's like a metaphorical 60 year old <laughs> What was your last point for the spotlight? And Mari. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people have brought up was like definitely like a, has some tie into Kinshero. I think it does. I think it explicitly is a Fist of the North Star reference. Yeah. Because he does do the rah, 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 rah. He does that. And, yeah. And they yeah, show yeah, that yeah. one scene where his eyebrows are. Very big. Like, yeah, exactly. He has the freaking Kinshero face going on. Well, there is a uh, part when, you know, Mari starts going after Seiko where uh, she attacks her friend um, and then you get, like, a single shot of, like, the girl's head not exploding but, like, a big thing of whatever coming out, which is to indicate, you know, the blood yeah, spraying right. out. So right. yeah, I think it's pretty explicitly a Kinshiro reference, which I liked so much when I saw it. I was like, wow, dude, this is really, you know, weaving yeah. itself into the fabric of the yeah. podcast. 
and then you know researching it there obviously there's many different homages to different things and parodies of mm-hmm. different characters which I'm not familiar with but yeah there was just a like a ton. list of ton of stuff mm-hmm. So I only had a couple of spotlights, and my first one was the uh, the anime toast of tardiness, which is a trope that is completely beat to death at this point in uh, anime, you know, over the years. But the the anime schoolgirl who is late for um, you know school has a, a fucking piece of toast in her mouth. Like that happens in so many different animes that it's sort of like it's ubiquitous. It really is. Really? And I wanted to wonder, like, what do you think is uh, let's do like a Rushmore example. Like, what's the Rushmore of breakfast? Does the does a toasted uh, bread with a little jelly on top or something like that, or butter? Does that make it under the Rushmore of like best breakfast in the morning? No, no, not even close. No, it's it's decent. It's definitely not like if I'm choosing a breakfast, I want toast and I'm running out. Well, I guess it's if a you're convenience thinking thing. about well, yeah, in a convenience way. Uh-huh. But I think when you're talking about breakfast, we're talking like you know. Bacon and eggs, pancakes. I think mom's uh, favorite food cereal. is toast. So I think she would honestly put that on her Rushmore. I mean, you know, until you're a certain age, I mean, your morning breakfast is a bowl of sugary cereal. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> some people still continue that trend. I actually don't know too many people my age who like still fuck around with like that type of cereal. A lot Have of people. You had any Captain Crunch at any point? In the last however many years. Did you ever have Captain Crunch? Yeah. I don't I ever remember to... us buying Captain Crunch. You, I tore my mouth open on that fucking cereal <laughs> so much, dude. Yeah, those little razor freaking nuggets. Yeah, they're like little shurikens that you, yeah. you bite down into. Yeah, no, the the Captain Crunch was goat for sure. I think um, Waffle Crisp is the best cereal. What is on the Rushmore of breakfast cereals? Oh, my God. All right, we'll, we'll do this real quick. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll get into the other thing. Breakfast cereal Rushmore. I gotta say, Captain Crunch is. It probably on there. is on there. It's gotta be. I think Wa- Waffle Crisp is on there. Um, Captain Crunch is probably on there. Uh, fuck, dude. I mean, Frosted Flakes. Tony the Tiger. Fuck Frosted Flakes, dude. Frosted Flakes are for pussies. Oh, Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops are also kind of for pussies, dude. I I mean, Cinnamon Toast Crunch is pretty good. Those were famous in my day. I'm sure, but that's like the old, that's like borderline Wheaties, and Wheaties is for like boomers. We and... even had one called Freakies. Ooh. And that was sort of like a Captain Crunch ripoff. Freakies? Yeah. What did have they some had all like these sex little... crazed dude on the front? It's like, have a bowl of Freakies. And he's like, yeah. In no, the there fucking... was all these weird little characters, and you'd get them in the box, and they were like little plastic, and it was Boss Moss. And, <laughs> Boss uh, Moss. Oh, yeah. There was like, there was a kid in the neighborhood that was like, totally into the freakies you know yeah. like he had to get everything yeah freaking the freak. freakies yeah. <laughs> freakies i that's something that i freaky fans out there yeah <laughs> <You're> just, <laughs> you go up to it like the local ingles guy it's like do you have any how about like freakies? blueberry and uh count chocula yeah i mean those are good but like frankenberry uh, i think the only two that i can put up there oh uh, lucky charms lucky charms are pretty good have you had i mean you probably haven't had just the charms before right the charms just the charms that's a cereal it's just the marshmallows really yeah <laughs> i haven't had it but it it seems bad yeah i don't think i would just want to eat weird nah, like that, cardboard that, see, mushroom, that or marshmallows no, that doesn't that's not cereal no for sure k 
candied milk. I mean, whatever. I mean, I yeah, you're essentially just hoping it melts in there and you're just going to slurp down milk like a, a fucking degenerate baby. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if I can put anything other than those two on there for now. We'll come back to that maybe on episode 50 as we continue to plan. Isn't for... there also seems to be a trope of somebody making horrendous meals? Yeah, the bad cook kind yeah. of friend. Yeah. That is also. Uh, and then there's the one, there's always the. Um, the character that eats like an excessive amount that's always hungry that yeah. just eats a like, goku type yeah whatever mm-hmm. yeah there's i mean anime is so self-referential uh most of the time that it makes it perfect for this podcast because all we want to do is talk about our old bits <laughs> uh and the last spotlight that i had since i already said the annoying girl thing but uh public movie fights and this is probably best exemplified in something like uh, Man of Steel, when uh, Superman and Zod are fighting each other and just fucking destroying Metropolis. And this happens in this movie, when uh, Biko and Aiko are going at it. Biko's got her her superhuman, very scantily clad suit, which is also mainly fan service, unless I guess uh, thematically it's for fucking Seiko, but I doubt it. Um, but they're, you know, gunning it out. She's shooting fucking rockets out of her arms. And I had this funny idea that um, there's like a (laughs) everyone thinks it's like a school shooting or something like that. And, you know, the kids are, you know, talking under the desk. It's like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is actually happening. Like there's a school shooting. It's like, no, the lesbians are just fighting over some girl with, I guess, arrested development. (laughs) It's just two lesbians absolutely kicking each other's ass in the hallway. And there's like (laughs) I imagine like a a school security guard like busting in the door. It's like, oh, shit, the lesbians are going at it again. (laughs) (laughs) he's got like a gun up against the wall yeah Yeah. so i mean the the public movie fight thing it's just it's rampant they they just absolutely tear down the whole city just for the sake of um i guess their own personal conflicts uh so dad was there any takeaways or any unintentional lessons that you wanted to bring up yeah aliens are obviously afflicted by the evils of alcohol very true. It doesn't seem like anybody who drinks to any consistency can, like, not form a habit around it. I mean, we have to drink wine for this podcast now, so in, in a way, we're complicit with uh, alcohol. Yeah, I think the captain was a wine drinker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a Captain Harlock type. I think that was, like, the reference they were trying to make. Yeah. Even though I haven't seen that movie, it's, uh, it was something that was on the queue. Space pirate. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah I'd seen that, but I didn't. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, I mean, like I, I was saying earlier, I had it on a, uh, a queue for the show, but it's like two hours long. And the two-hour movies scare me since I just don't have enough time in the week to like do anything. Yeah, those are tough. Yeah, those are definitely tough. Uh, so the only takeaways that I had was that uh, men hate the friend zone, but women are willing to die for it. And that's something that we've kind of like run up against with some of these movies where the friend zone is like this nightmarish space for men like they fucking cannot believe that they actually have to be friends with women to keep them in their lives but these girls who although that relationship is sort of retconned in further movies they're you know willing to duke it out to the very end just because they want to be friends with Seiko who isn't even really a great friend I don't I mean she makes awful food which I guess is cool um but I don't know it, it, it seemed like so- oh <laughs> Zoe just fell off a table <laughs> Oh, the family cat just did a flop. Yeah, come on, baby girl. You gotta go. That's too bad. You okay, Zoe? 
Yeah, that was a problem because uh, the the seat wasn't pulled out, and uh, she we probably should have helped her there. She's an old girl, but yeah, sorry, the cat fell down, <laughs> and that sort of corrected things for us. Uh, but the only other takeaway that I had was that size does matter, which is tough to hear from a quasi lesbian, but it seems to ring true. Uh, at least that's how it keeps kind of coming up. It's like size does matter. Yeah, she brings that up. Yeah, with the what? When she sees a spaceship, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you see a four-mile ship versus one that's like a football field long, that's a big fucking difference. So I completely understand, you know. But, yeah, it's uh, it's good to have that point reiterated in my ear. So if uh, any dudes out there are feeling bad about their, their size issues, then maybe you should feel bad about it, unfortunately, because the lesbians are coming for you. <laughs> so, Dad, we have reached the question section of this podcast. We're at uh, three lies and a truth. So uh, are you ready to figure out where these three points are going? I'm ready. All right. So, entry number one. The movie Project Aiko and all of its subsequent sequels are banned in China due to the inclusion of a single frame in the original movie, which depicted Chairman Mao sitting on a toilet. Uh, (laughs) Entry number two. During the spaceship battle scene, if you watch closely, you can see that some of the missiles fired by the humans are actually Pepsi cans, a reference to a 1984 Macross movie. Uh, Entry number three. Throughout the film, the Japanese word for pussy... Uh, pussy, I think, <laughs> I think that's how you say it, is uh, hidden in several shots, even during one of the clouds in the sky during the missile jumping scene. And then finally, entry number four, uh, Katsuhiko Nishiima considers himself a DC comic superfan. And in addition to including Eiko's Superman Wonder Woman backstory, he incorporates DC elements into all of his films. Dad, off the flip, what do you think is a lie? I believe the first one is a lie because I think if I – I would have read about the Chairman Mao sitting on a toilet mm-hmm. <laughs> in my research and that didn't come out. You are correct. That is not a lie – or that is a lie, excuse me. Uh, Chairman Mao probably has plenty of depictions of the toilet, but it was not in this movie. So, uh, you know, Project Echo skipped out on that one. Uh, which one do you have next? Um, I think – the uh, the hidden pussy. Pussy. <laughs> the pussy. The pussy. The pussy. The pussy. Uh, the uh, pussy in the sky with diamonds was also a lie. So good for you. You were able to uh, avoid another <laughs> avoid another booby trap, to be honest with you. Because uh, that very well could have happened in this movie, and I would not have been surprised. So we're down to the Pepsi can missiles and the uh, Nishiima DC superfan. What do you think is that lie? What do you think is the truth? I think I actually read something about the um, the Pepsi cans as missiles, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that's the truth. You think the missile can is the truth? Yeah. Dad, you were correct. Yeah. The Pepsi missile cans was uh, apparently a reference, like I said in the, uh, the prompt, but I never watched Macross, but... Good for you. I know you probably didn't see that. It was something that I only caught once I read that and went back to the movie and, like, stopped it at the perfect time. They're just Pepsi cans. Just firing off and blowing shit up. Which is super (laughs) random, but so is everything else in this movie. Uh, So, Dad, it's game day. Uh, Erskine is ready to get back out there and prove himself against, uh, I guess, a a pretty novel opponent this week. So, uh, this might be an exciting game for him. Is he feeling good this week? Have you heard anything from uh, Patrick? Yeah, he's uh, f- supposedly this is an all-female football team. 
Oh, so you've heard? Yes. Okay, okay. Well, I guess uh, Adam Schefter couldn't keep his fat fucking mouth shut, but yeah, yeah, there's a... There's Do you a... think anyone can keep that kind of secret away from Petra Kirskine? <laughs> Do you think... I <laughs> smelled this one out from a mile away, man. You smelled their pussy coming out of the I bus. I saw the team bus come into town. Yeah, they brought their laundry they and actually, it's just panties uh, you know, in you. They frequented a bar that I was at. Oh, wow. It was a team outing and yeah. you uh, outed yourself as well, a, you maybe know. a predator. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah you've uh you've definitely heard the rumors and the rumors are true we have an all-female team this week and i'm sure joe cuck is probably going to want to uh, uh let us know a little bit more about that so dad you want to send this uh to my co-host with me yep all right joe hit him with those horns welcome inside the zoom broadcast booth everybody i'm joe cuck Coming to you live from Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium in Amherst, Massachusetts. We're anticipating a great game between the Amherst Amazonians and the Tampa Bay Vipers. Where XFL newcomer Patrick Vanilla Tanerskines looking to correct the ship after back-to-back spotty performances. But he'll be taking on the league's first all-female football team. And their matriarch in the middle, Maitland quit porn to play football Yamaguchi. Back to you, Drew. Do you know who Maitland Ward is? Have you ever heard of that name before? Did you ever watch uh, Boy Did Meets World? Quit porn? She, no, she she was an actress. She was like she was an actress on uh, Boy Meets World, I think. She quit and became a porn actress. Really? Well, she didn't quit. I mean, she got old and then she started doing porn. But yeah, she's like, that was a success How'd story. How'd that work out for her? Great. Apparently, yeah, yeah. apparently she's uh, she has a tell-all memoir with Scribner. From what I did my research on her, so apparently she's getting a she's getting a book deal, which is more than I can say for myself. Are you so. serious? I mean, that's like I said, a memoir for like a porn star actress type. You're gonna fucking sell that in a hot hot minute, so you don't even have to worry about writing anything good. So, Dad, question number one: Instead of talking about Maitland Ward, uh, which you know, redhead, maybe you'd be into it. Uh, question number one: How many kilometers away could one see the smoke from the destroyed Gravitron City? Is it A two hundred? B, 250, C, 300, or D, 350? I'm going to tell you right now, I'm a little distracted. I'm sure. That linebacker just keeps looking straight in my eyes. She's got G-sized titties, yeah. and they're all muscle. Yeah. <laughs> Very much like uh, Mari with her Kinshiro build. That's what all these girls look like. Absolute. <laughs> they look like bodybuilders. <laughs> I might, you know, actually prefer to be sacked on this one but let's uh let's go with c i'm sure you fucking would love that <laughs> <laughs> joe what the fuck is earth guy doing out there let her throw <laughs> <laughs> drew the sports world was sent into a frenzy after the announcement of an all-female f- football team uh and this stadium is packed with media members covering this historic event Although it's a momentous occasion, this might spell disaster for Patrick Erstein, the problematic prince of the XFL. Let's see if Vanilla Tain can keep this offense and his misogyny in check. This is like my kryptonite. Yeah, this is truly uh, your your Joker moment where you play a female football team and you become the villain. <laughs> Erskine hikes it. Roll it right. Now we'll pitch it to the running back. But the running back's going to be blown up in the backfield and the ball is on the ground. And the Amazonians recover. Brooklyn, shave my coochie for game day, Kolonoskowitz, scooping this woman up in stride, and she's going to bring this one home. Touchdown, Amazonians. Wow. Fucking uh, Brooklyn, shave my coochie for game day, Kolonoskowitz, making you look like a little bitch out there, Dad. Or Whoa, Erskine. They threw a flag. Yeah, late hit on Erskine. <laughs> yeah, I, I took the liberty and you know, knocking out that linebacker. <laughs> the, uh, the ref comes midfield. It's actually a, a penalty on you. 
indecent exposure <laughs> number 12 uh, will be uh, attributed to uh, the punt or the kick at the end. Hitting the linebacker with a high, hard one. Yeah, pulling your pants Whoa. down before you got hit. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, definitely uh, tighten your belt, Erskine. This is completely uncool by Oof. you. I gotta calm down. Yeah, you fucking, you're, you're brick the fuck out, as we keep saying. <laughs> you have a very hard penis right now, which is hard to kind of look past. Uh, question number two. What is the license plate of the car Biko rides in when she almost hits Aiko on her way to school? Is it A, 0616, B, 1002, uh, C, 4989, or D, 5533? I'm going with that size, man. 5533. <laughs> 5533. <laughs> All righty. Yeah, that's their fucking their measurements. <laughs> yeah. 55 bus, 35, 30 Wait. whatever ways. Uh, back to you, Joe. Drew, this Amazonian team is flying around the field right now, and Erskine has his eyes on all the wrong places. And if you look closely at the replay on the sack on third, you'll see he asks his tackler for a kiss after taking the hit. <laughs> a repugnant performance by our problematic fave. I'm problematic. Erskine, get your shit together. <laughs> you absolutely are a problem, Erskine. So uh, you did avoid throwing a pick there, but, you know, that wasn't great. Uh, you, you're probably going to have to really work your shit out here. You probably need to maybe... Uh, Evacuate the semen out of your ball sack. That feels like the only thing that you can do to get your head back in the game. Yeah. I, yeah, I need some... I got a release here. It's just... Yeah, maybe you got a fluffer in the, the fucking uh, locker room. <laughs> That'd be great. A, a football fluffer? Tom Brady could never. Uh, <laughs> all right, question number three before halftime. What kind of soda does the on-screen movie character kick before seeing Colonel Sanders? Is it A, Sprout, B, Dokadola... C, Lepsy, or D, Dr. Pepper? Yeah, well, I, I don't want to, you know, be benched because of my inability to play. So I'm going to, I'm pretty sure I know this one. It's yeah. D. Uh, Dr. Pepper? Dr. Pepper. All right, let's see if he's right. Joe, what's going on? Drew, the Vipers are coming out in there. Lost a thumb war to her clitoris package. Villante drops back. It's a jailhouse blitz, and Erskine's running like he dropped the soap. Now he'll wing this one downfield, and he grabs, he connects! <laughs> Diamante gangbanging a COVID Ward Scarcella with a heads-up reception, and that's going to be a first down, Vipers! And they won't be able to get it out as the clock runs out, and that was an exciting play to take us into halftime, but maybe they'll get it together in the uh, second half. Those uh, different sodas sounded like damn, like they were diseases. Lepsy. Lefsy. Yeah. Sprout. <laughs> <laughs> I have a sprout of the throat, if you can believe it. I think I'm going to die. Dokadola. Yeah, Dokadola. Yeah, all those very well could be uh, some sort of affliction that uh, may or may not be afflicting Erskine during this game. So uh, Joe Cuck runs down from the, the booth and he busts in the locker, uh, the Vipers locker room. Patrick, how do you feel about this all-female football team? Do you think it's affecting your game? Well, you know... Whether it is or not, I'm having fun out there. I'm sure you are, by harassing these women. You know, I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, welcome in into the league. I'm trying to be a little friendly. I'm not, you know, giving them the full Petrick freaking game, but, you know, I'm going to try to, you know, get it going in the second half. Does that mean you're hitting on them or not? Because it sounds like the Petrick game is... is, is uh... Well, there'll be no doubt that I will extend an invitation for the <laughs> after game freaking festivities. You're not going to take this female team to the strip club, are you? Is that a first date for you? Is a strip club? Uh, well, we don't necessarily have to go to the strip club. I'll they leave it up to them. They could be the strippers, as yeah, far as you're right, concerned. Right. <laughs> we'll just see where they want to go. Uh, well, or how I'm, far they want to go. 
Jesus Christ. Can you imagine you pull all of them? You pull a 54, 53 uh, female roster, and you just somehow have a weird orgy with this no, team? No, no, no. You don't think you can handle all 53? Yeah, that, that might be tough. but They're all probably super, like... I'll give it the old... Erskine drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show a little Erskine magic, if you know. All right, well, you're always gonna... up for a challenge. <laughs> good for you, and I guess good for you for being uh, inclusive during this uh, otherwise uh, weird inclusion. You know, The Rock is trying to expand the league, and I, I guess I appreciate it. So good for you, Dwayne. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> you're very, very rude, Mr. Dwayne. Uh, Mr. Johnson. Uh, but we're going to have to kick this back to the game. So second half, question number four. Which of these abilities was not listed when Biko unveiled her mech, uh, the blue god of death? Is it A, projectable holograms, B, extending shredders, C, laser beams, or D, uh, a minigun chest plate? Projectable holograms. I think it's A. I can't imagine how those would be dangerous. Uh, dangerous? The projectile holograms? Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's probably right. But, you know, I don't know. Let's go send it back to Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, the Vipers are spread wide to start the second half of their lineup in there. Fell in love in a Subaru convention package. Erskine hikes it from shotgun. Split black. Play action to one while he throws a, a, a wheel to the route to the other. But it's picked off! Cheney ah. May squared up my own nudes Hasbro. Securing the interception to the ground. And the Amazonians are coming back out in the field. So, uh, wow, this, uh, this Amazonian team is going to trot back out here and they're going to score. So you're down 10 to 3 right now, if I'm uh, remembering the score correctly. So that's... I think it's 14. Didn't they score? Uh, oh, yeah, uh, that's true. One? Or did we? I don't remember. I think it's... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Roll I, back the tape. <laughs> <laughs> I think you either threw a pick... You know, we'll just keep fucking rolling on, and I'll figure it out where we'll go. All uh, I know, I've been scored. <laughs> yeah, you're not or doing Or do it. I get three points for the first one? Um, You got three points for the, uh, the introduction, but I don't think well i mean it, it would you uh or three lies and a truth oh you did get scored on so you're down like 17 to 3 or like 14 to 3 brooklyn shaved my coochie on game day colonoscopy that's <laughs> that was her name uh so dad question number five what millimeter aperture does spy d use when capturing video of aco and seco is it a 14 millimeters b 24 millimeters c 35 millimeters or d 50 milliliters millimeters whatever uh i'm gonna say c See? Yeah. Alrighty, Joe. Back to you. Drew, the third quarter's ticking away, and the Vipers are lined up in their crazy weekend with Kate McKinnon package. Erskine drops back. Quick throw to the bubble screen, but the screener is blown the fuck up, and the ball is on the ground. <laughs> the Amazonians are going to recover again. Samandra stole my soul from my ass. <laughs> sold, my, sold my soul for some ass play penny backer. <laughs> with a hit in the scoop, and they're going to go all the way back. Touchdown, Amazonians. Wow, Joe Cuck can't even fucking announce this game. I think he's probably just too distracted by the fact that he can see your boner from all the way oh, up yeah. in the booth. This is unfair. You just cannot bring women onto the field. I mean, I think uh, you're just we're, too much we're of try a... We're just not trying to hurt anybody right here. I, I think you just can't perform. I feel like everybody else is well, like... Oh yeah, I'm a little distracted. <laughs> Usually I'm great performing <laughs> with women, but I just can't right now, you know? I'm nervous. Yeah, well, you're going to have to, uh, I guess, reflect on this one because there's, there's no way you're going to win now. So you pretty much already lost, but we got one last question just to see if you can uh, come away with at least one touchdown to uh, ward off Cam Newton. So question number six. How many miles long is the Aliens warship? Is it A, 2, B, 3, C, 4, or D, 5? I think I know this one. It's C, 4. Four, or C, excuse me. 
All right, Joe, how's this game going to end? Drew, the fourth quarter's here and the Vipers are coming in there. Got head while sniffing panties. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Got a head high from sniffing panties package. I'll just preface this that we actually just, uh, you know what, fuck it. <laughs> I can't read. Erskine hikes it. Play action. Villatain goes all day and he's letting receivers go downfield. And he's going to hit him right in the hands. Diedrich skull fucking at a veteran's Borg Americano. Making it e- look easy out there. And that's going to be a touchdown vipers yeah i'll give it to you fuck it who matters? i lost anyway yeah it doesn't really matter uh so dad i definitely need to cool down i don't know if this this video component uh is going to show just how sweaty and uncomfortable i am but uh we're heading back into the locker room <laughs> to uh try to recuperate after an embarrassing loss of these females who i don't think want anything to do with you i don't think they're going to want to go out with you now you seem like the weird Pepe Le Pew like loser type who is uh, not really someone. Yeah, they were they were pretending that they you know that they were, they were into but it you. Was all, yeah, but it was. You all... think they were? <laughs> you think they were like baiting you? Yeah, they were so flirting they could, with you. Yeah, exactly. That's that's not, part of their game plan. That's very. And now that I'm wise to it, it'll never happen again. I'm okay. We'll see. Maybe the Amazonians will come back in week 114. I don't know how many fucking weeks straight we've been doing this, but it seems like we have a new team every week. Uh, so, Dad, back in the locker room, jumping in the ice bath, drinking more of this wine Gatorade. Uh, we're going to play some Would You Rather, just to the, try to really get our heads back on straight. So, you ready? Yep. All right. Would you rather run Ferris Bueller style to work 40 hours a week or be alone in space for five years? So, I know the Ferris uh, Bueller, you've seen that movie, yes, correct? So, all the things that he's doing, jumping over fences, you know, duck and under stuff like whatever obstacles that he was dealing with during that final sequence is uh what you'll have to do in addition to the distance so how many miles away from fucking whatever so you'll have to run to work while having all these obstacles for 40 hours that's like your work week like you have to work 40 hours a week while running all the time yeah uh or just being alone in space you'd be in this uh space pod I'm sure they would have, you know, food there for you, but you're going to be in complete isolation. There's no contact with Earth, uh, with uh, anything. You'll just be there by yourself. Yeah. No, I'm going to run Ferris Bueller style. Yeah? Yeah. You think? I'll be in some damn good shape. How long do you think it would take you to get in that good shape, though? To be able to, like, hurdle a fence? <laughs> hurdle a fence. Or, like, you'll set up, like, I bet you probably would, like, set yourself up trampolines or, like, some... Uh, something that will help you along the way if you take the same path every day. Maybe ah, like I mean, swings. They'll hook up like yeah. ropes in the forest and yeah. you can just swing to work like Tarzan. Well, I mean, nobody says I have to hurdle it. I could just sort of like side saddle it. You know what I mean? Just... What the fuck? You side saddle a, a fence? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like put your hands up and swing your legs oh, over. Oh, and... even that. I mean, you, I, you can you do that? Can you oh, jump yeah. over a fence? Oh, yeah. At this age? Sure. <laughs> Prove it. Let's go jump over a fence well, right, right now. now. I mean, I got a little back problem. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, uh, I guess, tried to scratch your ass. <laughs> you <laughs> threw your back out. I There's almost like no way that I would want to be in space for that long. Alone, I guess, for five years. That would be tough. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing that would concern me the most is like, I'm probably going to be jerking off a lot. If I have internet but i can't communicate with anybody i'll say that i can like watch movies and videos and shit like that i still i just can't imagine that being okay for me because how quickly do you think you would go crazy up in space if you're you know up there like that alone yeah that, i mean that would be tough hmm. five years is a long time oh absolutely i mean i, I can't imagine it 
I would come back as a 31 year old. I uh, mean, just like anybody that's been, you know, in isolation for, you know, when they put people in prison and I mean, they go crazy. I'm going to look up the average time of losing your mind in isolation because I feel like even in prison, uh, it doesn't happen like after a long time. I feel like it happens pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, how social, there's no fucking answer. I just want, whenever I type something in, I wish Google would just have the answer just like in a little <laughs> box, just right on the top. So yeah, I'm probably going to have to do the Ferris Bueller style because I, it, you know, in the movie he does meet a few, uh, scantily clad women by the pool. So maybe I'll run through someone's yard and like, I feel like that's kind of creepy, honestly, but maybe, maybe they be into it. Yeah. That's actually an easy one. Yeah. I would also agree with that. There wasn't a great, uh, number of options I could kind of extrapolate from this movie, but uh, all right. Would you rather always be covered in ants or the planet is invaded by giant spiders? So in the the first aspect, you're head to toe covered in ants like all the time. You'll have an opening around your nose and uh, in, uh, your eyes and your mouth. And I guess your ear holes. But otherwise, they're going to be crawling over every square inch of your body at all times. You're essentially the real Ant-Man uh, or, you know, giant spiders in the same way that what, it's like Battlefield, Battleship. Uh, no, that's Battleship Earth is a different movie. Um, what's the Space one? Spaceship Troopers. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. kind of like those creatures, but they're just real like spiders. Oh. They're regular arachnids. Those things were badass. I'll say that there's varying sizes too. Like some spiders will be small as like a, a golden retriever and other ones will be big as <laughs> like an elephant. Retriever. Oh man. Yeah, that'll be the biggest that they'll be is like an elephant size. And when we're covered with ants, I mean, we talking about a couple hundred or... I'm talking about all over from like the very tip of your head to your fucking toes. Like they're everywhere except for the holes, your orifices. Like, so you can see through your eyes, your mouth, you know, you got your, your nose and your ears, but otherwise you're covered in ants. You're in an infestation. They're breeding inside of your ass. Like they're just coming out and like repopulating your body. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I mean, what are you trying to say? Like, I'm going to be Ant-Man? Yeah, no, I, actually, yeah. <laughs> Literally. You would just be afflicted with this weird cursed body where you're just the home. Like, you're an anthill, essentially. Oh, so they're entering me? In your butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're coming out of your butt. <laughs> like I said, they're 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 colonized your ass, and they're just disseminating uh, out the okay, rest of your body. Well, whatever. Then bring on the spiders, and hopefully we um, can take them down. I do you think as a country, if this was squarely like a United States problem, do you think that we would be able to band together to stop sure. a million spiders like that? Yeah. You think we could kill a million spiders? Oh, we would have to. But if they're giant, I mean, we can't size? kill a virus, but we probably hopefully can kill a giant spider infestation. Yeah, a million though. That sounds like a fucking army of like, because I'm a, I can imagine a, one spider can probably take out at least three people before anyone can kill it. So if every spider kills at least three people, that's still only going to be about three million who are dead. Um, but still, that's a lot. I guess that's how many people have died of coronavirus now? Like six hundred twenty-seven thousand. Six hundred ninety. Yeah. So the spider would be the predominant problem in the United States. It would be a much yeah. higher killer than coronavirus. Maybe that, maybe that would get people to come, you know, together and to stop these spiders. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, I'm going to probably, I guess I will have to go with the spider thing because I, I can't imagine liking the ants being all over me all the time. But if we're all doing this together, if we're all fighting the spider threat uh, as one, I think I can manage that. Uh, so final, would you rather? Would you rather team up with Ronald McDonald, Colonel Sanders, and the Burger King to fight against a giant grimace 
or uh, domesticate a wolf in 90 days or it gets to eat you. So in uh, the first one, imagine Grimace like the size of the marshmallow monster in Ghostbusters. And as for the uh, your partners there... <laughs> I'm going to say they have yeah, a great team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say they have a weapon. What's that's... Ronald's, uh, you know, weapon of choice and how, what does Colonel Sanders do? You know, I was just going to try Use to his cane and he might have like, um, some sort of like oil shooter. I think Colonel Sanders would have to be like, uh, the fried chicken, like oil shooter. Like he squirts out hot oil. Yeah. Ronald McDonald, um, I don't know, dude. I was going to say he's able Take him to with his big clown feet. Yeah, yeah, he's just the Joker kind of character in this one. He's uh, sort of like, he's crazy, but he doesn't have any superpowers. Uh, and then the Burger King, I'm going to say he has a uh, trident or like a sword, because that seems like a king thing. So you don't have like a lot of options, but if you, I guess if you guys want to get like a gun, I don't know. Grimace is going to be fucking enormous though. However big the marshmallow monster was. Yeah, I don't trust those guys. I'm not going to team up with them. Do you think you can domesticate a wolf? In yeah, that? because do we, you though? I mean, uh, 90 days—that's three months. We, so you're going to catch. We domesticated the dog, which I believe is just over a, hundreds um, of years. Well, we did it, and uh, <laughs> maybe not 90 days, but I mean, I think if I just threw him a couple steaks, he'd probably, you know, he'd be, you know, happy to be with me. You think in 90 days? From like soup to nuts, like that's an aggressive wolf that they picked out of the woods. Yeah. You think you can domesticate in 90 days and it'd be like your friend or it would want to sit, hang out, not attack you? Yeah. Wow. That's a lot of humor. As long as I keep feeding it. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's fine. I I don't know how long you have to be like in the wolf thing to prove that it's not going to attack you, uh, to show I that mean, it's domesticated stories about, you know, the kids that are raised by wolves and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. I think I'm already thinking of like a silver, is it a silverback wolf or is like, what's the wolf? That's like the <laughs> alpha. Silverback. Yeah. It's not a silverback gorilla. No. Um, no, I don't know. It's just the alpha. Yeah. Alpha male. That's what I'm thinking. Like an alpha male wolf that you is already an adult. It's not like a puppy. You still think you can do it? Sure. Why not? That's like kind of a hot take. I mean, you <laughs> you haven't said that you could beat someone in a fight in a long time, but to say that you could domesticate, <laughs> could domesticate a, wolf a wolf in 90 days. I don't know. That doesn't feel like that'd be that hard. I think that would be su- super hard, dude. I, I don't know. Like, I just don't trust myself to be able to do it in three months time. I feel like maybe three months is the perfect amount of time to do it. That's sort of the number why I chose it like that. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of willing to take the chance with the giant grimace because... Uh, there's not that many times that you get to take on, I guess, a giant monster with three iconic, uh, fast food, superhuman people, even though they're not superhuman, they just feel like they might have some secret power that they might be hiding. Like Ronald McDonald might be able to summon a McFlurry machine and like shoot it out of his hand. I don't know. (laughs) They're broken for a reason. Maybe they're all just like little automatons that he's waiting to disperse. (laughs) Did you notice that, that, uh, or did you hear about that? Um, I can't remember if it was the Supreme Court, but like there is this looking into of the McFlurry machines in McDonald's, why they're always broken. Isn't, is that like something that's always been the case at McDonald's? Cause that ever since I knew about McDonald's, the thing is like the McFlurry machines never work. Really? Yeah. Every time you go in there and ask for a McFlurry or an ice cream or something like, uh, of the, uh, of the ice cream variety, they're like, I know the machine's broken. So yeah, I mean, I haven't been in a McDonald's in a long time. Yeah. What was your go-to McDonald's meal? 
Do you? Uh, back in the day, I was the Big Mac. You were the Big Mac. Yeah. Used to, you know, a lot of hangover days. Um, it was the Big Mac, large fry, and mm. strawberry shake. Ooh, strawberry shake. I'm not a big strawberry shake guy. I did. I mean, I do like a chocolate or a vanilla. I hated chocolate. That's so bad. That's I mean, I don't take. hate chocolate, but I hate chocolate shakes. They would always. I don't know. They just didn't sit right with me. Yeah. Was it like the Hershey's? It was that the flavoring that they would use? Like, a, Oh, I don't know. I don't mean, know. it's just, you know, chocolate ice cream. I mean, I just couldn't eat them. And um, it goes way back to um, when I used to go to, uh, what the hell is the name of the restaurant? Um, shit. They had the Fribbles, which was a <laughs> strawberry shake. Oh, was it the uh, Puritan? No, not no. the Puritan. Um, we used to go there for breakfast. Damn, getting old. I can't remember anything. Oh, fucking friendlies. Friendlies. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, remember that place. They have freaking fribbles. Fribbles is a dumb name, but I I remember they'd be pretty good. They were like thick. Uh, <laughs> they used to get those all the time. Yeah, no. That was my uh, my introduction to you know milkshakes mm -hmm. or ice cream. That's cool. I don't remember what my introduction to uh, milkshakes were, but the McGangbang was my go-to at uh, McDonald's. Oh, yeah. The McGangbang was kids. iconic, dude, for Isn't sure. Isn't that sort of what broke you guys out of vegetarian, uh, being vegetarians? No. The first thing that I ate uh, after quitting being a vegetarian at 16 was a Hawaiian pizza that I made in um, cooking class that I was like, you know what? I'm not going to throw this whole pizza away. I'm just going to eat it. Fuck mom. That was not, that wasn't really a thought. It was more just like, I'm going to do this because I want to do it. I'm a grown 16 year old man. I'm going to eat meat and fucking, you know, obviously I changed my mind like five years later, but yeah, that, that was the mood back then. I wanted to eat uh, meat to spite my parents. <laughs> Okay, now. Uh, so dad, you didn't spite me. No, I, I spite my mother, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, but dad, we have reached, Broke her heart. yeah, sh well, that was when I got arrested and told her that I started eating meat again. That was <laughs> really fucking got her pissed. Yeah. It's not a good time to break that out. No, it was break the only, that, that truth. It was the only time I had to, you know, really air my dirty laundry. Now that I'm going to jail, mom, I'm going to also <laughs> tell you I'm not a vegetarian. Lock him up. <laughs> Put him away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so dad, I don't know about you, but I've, uh, I've calmed down a little bit. Um, I don't know if I have uh, any capabilities of reading any better, but I, I certainly feel a little bit better about myself. Uh, <laughs> so, Dad, we've reached Ghibli all grown up. Bits, skits, and sequel ideas. Did you uh, have anything that you would want to bring up? I know you almost never do, but... I know. I'm Sadly, I don't have one today either. That's fine. Maybe one day you'll uh, take the initiative. I will, and... someday. Freaking shock the shit out of you. Yeah, no, it, it would be great to have anybody uh, add to this category except for me. But, you know, I can only dream. But <laughs> we're uh, we're just going to do this bit that I, I guess I kind of proposed earlier. I wanted to do a school shooting bit. Let's let's be honest with you. No. I, that's what we're going to do, though. <laughs> we're not going to do like a school shooting, school shooting. It's going to be like kind of like I brought up earlier with the the public fight thing. Like two girls are fighting. Okay. Kind of thing. Yeah. Two superhuman girls fighting. Okay. Yeah, something like that. I won't have it be like Columbine. Like that's no. <laughs> that would be really, really bad. All right, so I'm gonna set a timer. All right, three, two, one, go. All right, everybody, uh, take your seats. Uh, I know this is the first day of class. My name is Mrs. Uh, Wembley. I will be your English teacher. I'm so excited to start the school year. Uh, let's start out with uh, everybody, you know, saying their name. So, uh, how about you, uh, young man? How would you like to uh, introduce yourself to everybody? Yeah, I'm uh, Double D. 
Oh, double D. Does that stand for anything? Yeah. Um, darn. No. No, that's just what people call me. Were you, I mean, okay, yeah, okay, uh, darn, I'll have to look at my, uh, my, um, my. Darn dirty? Yeah. <laughs> my name's darn dirty. Down and dirty. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's your name, but, you know, we'll stick with Double D for now. You call um, me a liar? <laughs> excuse me? Are you calling me a liar? Who, uh, how old are you, Double D? I stayed back a few years, so I'm not really sure how old I am. So it sounds like you have a learning disability and you're talking shit to me. I, I, we hear like gunfire in the background <laughs> and uh, the, uh, the school security guard like busts in the room. Everybody get down. Uh, he's got his gun drawn. He's like, you know, everybody get under your desk. This is a, this is a, this is an emergency. Everybody, you know, stay calm. Whoa, whoa, sir. Uh, uh, officer, officer Chomsky, what's going on here? There is a, there's a, <sighs> Mrs. Wembley, I don't want to alarm you. Kids, I don't want to alarm you. But there's uh there's been a reporting of a shooting in our uh, in our school. I want everyone to, you know, take a deep breath. We're going to, you know, shut the shade on the door. Um, little boy, would you be able to go lock the door? Sure. <laughs> Double D walks out. <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. What the fuck I was that? Watch, man. <laughs> Uh, he, uh, uh, the security. Is it that, uh, that superhuman chick there? You know, the one that, uh, keeps smashing things around here? I, I fucking grabbed Double D. It's like, you're not supposed to know about her. She was a fucking transfer student. You're, I think you're 13 and you're in a, a, a seventh grader's class. This is, maybe you're a little older than you're supposed to be. So, uh, what, um, <laughs> Mrs. Wembley is like hiding under her desk. Like, all right, kids, um, we're just going to have to sit this one out. Uh, we do have, uh, Officer Chomsky here to protect us. And uh, everything should be okay. We keep hearing like gunfire in the, uh, the 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 background, and we hear like an explosion and like somebody screaming. And uh, one of the kids next to Double D like uh, it's like, hey, down and dirty, like <laughs> down dirty. Are you scared? Like this is this is this is really scary. I, I honestly I think I might pee my pants. Nah, I'm not scared because this has been going on for a long time. I I've seen these two go at it. Have you? Yeah. Why are they fighting? <clears throat> Well, you know, they're fighting over a girl. I mean, we all do that, but th how? Do, why do they have guns and explosives? That's a good question. I mean, I'm not going to go there. I'll be honest, Double D. I, I mean, I know you don't really know me that well. My name is Scott. I'm, I'm also new here. Um, I have a, uh, a chronic bathroom problem, and I don't want to have to tell uh, Mrs. Wembley or that fat-ass piece of shit cop that I have to use the bathroom right now. So, I, I, you you obviously know what's going on. You've seen these girls duking it out. Will you go into the hall with me, sneak out, and you help me use the bathroom? Otherwise, this whole classroom is gonna think I, you know, is gonna know that I am gonna pee my pants. All right, pee pee pants, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, we sneak out into the, the the hallway. We're like looking around. It's like, all right, I think the coast is clear. Uh, so we, we run over to the bathroom and I kind of jump into the stall. It's like, all right, double D I need you to, uh, I need you to just like watch guard just to make sure nobody comes here. You know, nothing crazy happens. Let me know as if the, the girls are coming. Okay. Okay. So, uh, I start to, uh, use the bathroom and you know, the, the fight kind of moves over towards you and you see the two girls are like duking it out. And one of them gets fucking like thrown through a wall into the bathroom where I'm taking shit. Ah! <laughs> Double D, what the fuck? 
She's mine, you fucking whore! <laughs> no, she's mine! Wow, you both sound like dudes, kind of. Shut up, little boy! I fucking absolutely crap my pants in the toilet. Oh, oh! Double D, I, there's no toilet people in tape paper in here! You're gonna have to sacrifice your underwear, my friend, because I ain't gonna go run for any toilet paper for you. <laughs> so you, uh, I guess, run away, and I'm stuck in the bathroom. Like, no, Double D, come back! You run back to the classroom, and you kind of walk in, and, and uh, Mrs. Webley's like, Down and Dirty, where did you go? What happened? Where's Scott? Uh, Scott's got a little problem with his bladder, <clears throat> and now he obviously has a problem with his bowels. And... Um, <laughs> He's not wearing any pants. Did you take his pants? He had pants when he left. Well, no, he has pants, but he has no underwear. <sighs> this is a nightmare. Um, Officer Chomsky, I, I don't know what to do. This is the scariest thing I've ever had to deal with. Can you please go help uh, Scott? Is there anything you could do for this little boy? I'll be honest, uh, Mrs. Wembley, I'm fucking just not interested in dealing with these lesbians. They, uh, they have assault rifles and rockets out there. I have... I'll be honest, this is a wooden gun. I don't actually have uh, any right to carry a gun anymore after I uh, I put a black kid in a headlock for uh, showing up late. So I'm a little bit on a, a suspension, if you can believe it. <laughs> so <laughs> He's so, not even a real cop. Who said that? Was that you down and dirty? <laughs> no. <laughs> You're just a little shit starter. I hate this kid. Who let this 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 twenty five year old? You're not even thirteen. I just looked at your ID. You're old as shit. <laughs> so you know what? I am gonna prove you all wrong. <laughs> Officer Chomsky is gonna go save the day. So I uh, I go take my my fucking wooden gun out of the hallway and I I drag Double D. It's like you know you know what? You're coming with me, shithead. All right. <laughs> You're gonna. <laughs> You're going to regret this, Chomsky. <laughs> My so, father's a powerful freaking, you know, person in this in this community. Oh yeah, who's your fucking dad, little boy? Or 25-year-old boy? <laughs> you ever heard of a Mr. Kent? I mean, Clark Kent, the guy who works for the Daily Planet? Yeah. Yeah, your your journalist dad isn't going to do jack shit for me, honestly. Yeah. Well, you're going to find out. <laughs> I'm sure. So we, we start going towards the bathroom and we see uh, Scott sort of like dragging himself out of the out of the bathroom on all fours. Like his legs are crippled from the, the wall that fell and he's just covered in shit. Somebody, please help me. I can't move my legs. And my ass is chafing from all the poop on it. <laughs> <laughs> chafing. Double D, is that you? I can't see out of my left eye. God, what happened, dude? The the stall fell on me and I fucking I couldn't wipe because all the toilet paper's gone and you ran away. Holy shit, little boy! Can you can you feel anything below the uh, below the waist? No, no, I can't. Tell my mom that I uh, I'm not gonna make it to the eighth grade. I'm sorry, man. I should have been more of a friend, but hey, shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> I slapped Double D in the back of the head with my uh, wooden gun. Both of you fucking, you know, get back to class. And then I guess we catch a, a stray rocket from one of the girls and we all blow up. That's how we're going to end this bit because uh, we've we've just about reached that time. So that was uh, quite the odyssey of uh, ditching Scott in the bathroom and uh, saving him after he becomes crippled and covered Poor in Scott. shit. He's just, 
became collateral damage on that one. Yeah, that wasn't the best. It wasn't uh, great for him to have trusted Double D, who I guess there was a discrepancy on how old he was. I couldn't decide if I wanted him to be uh, just barely older than seventh grade or um, I guess in his mid-20s. So <laughs> either or, he's probably some like weird foreign kid who, who forged his uh birth certificate if anything that's why he's got such a weird name double d is not down for dirty down and dirty <laughs> down and dirty yeah it's like your parents don't like you if you're your name down and dirty uh so that definitely might not be one of our best bits but we do have to see if this movie can uh make it to on any of our best lists so uh put them on the rushmore we have only one this weekend it's the action girl rushmore so does aiko beat out oscar langley saw you and end of evangelion Saoirse Ronan as Hannah in Hannah, Uma Thurman as Beatrix Kiddo in Kill Bill, or Carrie Ann Moss as Trinity in Matrix. Does Aiko have a chance to get on the list? Hmm. I think she does. Yeah, I do too. So I am not going to touch Asuka because she was the one who got put in there last time. We took off um, Hit Girl from uh, Chloe Moretz, I think her name was. Yeah. We took her off. Uh, Saoirse Ronan is a, an assassin little girl and Hannah. So that's probably like the weakest link for me because Uma Thurman straight up kills hundreds of people in Kill Bill. So yeah. there's like no way. Same thing with Trinity. Trinity feels like pretty set in stone for me. Yeah. yeah so I, I think we can take off Ronan. Yeah. We're taking off Saoirse. Yeah. Psoriasis is Ronan. Psoriasis. <laughs> so yeah, I'm okay with putting Aiko up there. That's like... That's pretty cool to have uh, two anime entries on our uh, Action Girl Rushmore. I mean, anybody that's the you know offspring of Superman and Wonder Woman has, belongs up there, I would think. It's hard to keep them off, yeah. especially with the, the things that they're doing. Jumping on missiles. like There's a lot of cool stuff that uh, she does to deserve it, more so than being um, an assassin as a child. <laughs> so, Dad, I don't know about you, but I am done talking about this movie. And I'm uh, trying to make it my own. So let's do a live-action Netflix recast. Uh, right away, Bay Dad, do you think Michael Bay wants to do this movie? Has any right to do this movie? What do you think? Nah. No, no Bay influence here? Nah. I don't think so either. I don't think, I just don't think he has it, to be honest. I don't think this is, like, in the form of a uh, Michael Bay movie. Nah. I mean, there is a little bit of fan service, but, like, I guess at one point, um, he had used, uh, Megan Fox when she was, like, 17 in a Bad Boys movie. So that was kind of, like problematic of uh, him to do that so maybe he could do it in that respect because he's used to using underage girls you know now that i think about it it might be something that bay i mean there's a lot of you know mechs and all kinds of it does have like yeah it does have like bay elements whether yeah. he just has like the interest alone i suppose is maybe the real question but if he really wants to give that much screen time to women which doesn't seem to always be like his thing right so that, i'm gonna say maybe on the bay just in case like if yeah. both of our picks kind of fall through yeah uh, who if did everybody else passes on it? You know, we'll throw one out to Bay. Like, hey, Bay, this one's you know, yeah, this one's for you, brother. Yeah, you interested? <laughs> sure. I'm not fucking <laughs> making Robo Apocalypse yet. <laughs> uh, so, who did you have as your director? I was thinking about Robert Red Rodriguez because he did that Spiky. campy um, movie there, Lava Boy, or yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah, the Spike or is Shark too. Boy and Lava Girl or mm. something like that. Yeah, you've Spy used him before. Yeah. And I, I think that'd be fine. It is the, the campiness would definitely play yeah. out for me. 
Um, I had Olivia Wilde, and I'm sure I might have used her for something else, but she was... Uh, yeah, I think you have. Yeah, she was the Booksmart director. I like the idea that she's already directed a movie that takes place in a high school surrounding women. Um, maybe this will obviously have a, a few more elements that Booksmart does not. Uh, but I think Olivia Wilde would probably bring some uh, cool direction to it. She's also directing a movie with Harry Styles and Florence Pugh, uh, which... I don't know how I feel about, I kind of, I mean, I love Florence Pugh, but I don't really know how about, how I feel about Harry Styles. He's like, uh, kind of like a bad guy now after Olivia Wilde may or may not have cheated on Jason Sudeikis with him. So that's sort of like the T of Hollywood right now. Mm, okay. So, uh, who did you have as your ACO? You know, I had trouble with this whole thing cause I only had three. Yeah. Um, I know, but I mean, in just terms of finding people that you like girls or women that you know could i mean because there was like a ton of like no name actresses that i found that could have easily played a part like this and this is probably where this movie would end up it'd be some kind of like fist of the north star mm-hmm. live action that you know somebody took on and direct a video type of thing or yeah well obviously this is direct to <laughs> netflix yeah this is direct to whatever <laughs> streaming service wants to pay for it yeah but uh, I had Madeline Pesh. Yeah, our uh, uh, Riverdale girl. Yeah, exactly. From your stable, or either your basically because of the red hair, and uh, I was looking for somebody with red hair. Uh huh. I I also got the red hair, but I went uh, a different way. Yeah. I had Zendaya. Right. Who uh, in this picture has like a reddish uh, hair, and I don't know if that was for Mary Jane or if that was just for her, but I think Zendaya has um, not only. I mean acting skills for sure but i think just like the demeanor i've seen her in a couple of things she's got that cool kind of demeanor aco is uh is a little more serious than seco but i think that would be a pretty easy role for zendaya to pull off yeah oh i like that pick yeah. i mean pretty good dope uh who did you have as your bico <laughs> this one i had and i had done this before ariana grande okay so i i had sophie turner and comparing those two picks with Biko, the reason why I picked Sophie Turner was because I think the tall thing is like something that you can't underestimate that she's yeah. super tall. Yeah. So that has like some domineering type of uh, qualities to that character, which I don't, I mean, Ariana Grande, maybe I, I can't really see that one. That might be a stretch for me. Yeah. I don't, I mean, she's going to be in the new Adam McKay movie with uh, DiCaprio. And a bunch of other people. You see that? No. It's uh, DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, um, Jonah Hill, Meryl Streep, Scott Maskety, Ariana Grande. It's a huge movie. It's going to be on Netflix soon. So we'll see if she maybe has the acting chops. Maybe she has a Biko type role and we'll uh, have to redo our assessments here. So uh, final cast member, Seiko. Who did you have as our, uh, as our little blonde girl? Chloe. Chloe Grace, Grace Moretz. Yeah. I think that's a, probably your best pick of the three. That yeah. feels like the platonic idea of what Seiko it probably is. Yeah. I think better than mine, to be completely honest with you. I just went with my queen. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I really couldn't get behind that myself, but... Well, behind mine? No. No, yeah, that there was a little bit of a stretch. She's a little bit more monotone than um, what Seiko usually brings out in terms of her whining. But I had Sydney Sweeney who I just like, and I'm not going to bring up anything of her body, but I think she's I a couldn't see Sydney Sweeney playing that, you know, annoying little bratty. I can see her being bratty, but I can't see it like being like this. I can see it well, in I a different way. I can see her being way. bitchy, but I can't see her. Like being... <laughs> White Lotus type of bratty. Like, it's more like, 
ironic, sarcastic. That's yeah. the type of uh, the the spin that you'd probably put on it. So Seiko definitely falls more in the Chloe Grace Moretz, who I can think hit that pitch uh, in terms of crying her eyes out. Uh, so, Dad, last call for alcohol. Was there uh, any questions for the director that you wanted to bring up before, uh, I guess, Muskie trots back out here to talk about underage drinking games, which <laughs> I might not let him talk about? Uh, no, I didn't have anything for the director. Yeah, I uh, I didn't have anything either. I mean, there was nothing really I, I, I cared to uh, ask, to be completely honest with you. But um, any idea what Muskie what's, might say this week? <laughs> Oh, jeez. Whatever it's going to be, it's it's not going to be good. Hey, hey, David, you know, I think we've uh, I think we've gotten off on the wrong foot. And, uh, you know, I, I understand I come off as a little abrasive and I say some crazy things and I I actually want to apologize. I uh, I said some shit last week that I didn't mean. Uh, my dad never touched me. Uh, I actually didn't know my father. I. Uh, he was, uh, it was another guy who went out to get some, uh, camel crushes and he never came home. And, uh, old Muskie has sort of been reeling ever since. So camel crushes. that's why I look for, uh, affirmation in, uh, women, uh, especially of the younger, uh, younger variety who look to me almost as a father figure. So I can, you know, make up for my old man, uh, dipping out on me. And, um, <sighs> you know, I, I know you guys don't really give a fuck about me, but I just need to talk about some of this, you know, sometimes. And I, I'm a little emotional. I'm sorry. Husky, man, you're bringing us down, man. <laughs> you're fucking rude. <laughs> Dad, come on. Muskie's like open it up. That was that was that was pretty fucked up, honestly. Honestly, David, that was fucking that hurt. That fucking hurt a lot. When I joined the army, I got sent out to fucking an, a country by myself. I was deployed all my own, and that was the saddest I've ever been. And this was the second when you said you don't even care about my dad leaving me. <laughs> Muskie, you got deployed by yourself. I'm not saying I don't. You know, I don't care. I'm just saying, you know, we're we're trying to end the, the podcast on a positive note here, and you know, I don't want to have to start, you know, getting, you know, breaking down and crying here. You know, that's fucking fair. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just, I just, I just want a fair shake from you, man. You, uh, you remind me a lot of my old man, and I, uh, it kind of shakes me up. As I said, it, it fucks me up to kind of have to uh, have you. Have you treat me like this? And uh, Muskie, all right, all right really. Muskie, yeah. hey, man. I'll, I'll try to be a little nicer. Yeah, you would do that for me? Yeah, I would. Ha! Fucking pussy! <laughs> there you go, Muskie. You got your comeback. Yeah, I fucking got him good, didn't I? Yeah, whatever, man. We're gonna... know. I should have known better. <laughs> yeah. Don't ever give Muskie an inch, dude. Yeah. He doesn't He doesn't need it. No. I'll see you fucking losers next week. <laughs> yeah, you will, Muskie. All right, so we're out in the street waiting for this uh, Uber. Uh, anything we want to apologize for or bring up anything, uh, before we go? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. You're good. All right. Let's do the, uh, the old Jackson Maine through the window. Hey, what's your wine rating? Um, I liked it. I'm going to give it four out of five, uh, mech suits. Okay. Or, yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's yeah. the, at least you came up with one. This <laughs> yeah, time. Right. Usually you're just sort of yeah. fucking drawing I made straws. it a point to, you know, try to at least. You know, have written down on your document somewhere. Right. <laughs> Just mech suits. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with, um, uh, you know, the four is an easy one. So I'm going to just do four out of five uh, queer baiting relationships, which is the antithesis of this movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess if you guys like what we're doing, please leave us a uh, five star review 
Um, if you have a movie suggestion, you know, throw it up there too. We would love to hear it. We would love to, uh, very much like we've been doing with our, uh, our friend Lord or King Kobe as he's been addressed before. Uh, we would love to keep that rolling. So anything you guys got for us, throw it up there, throw up those five stars and we'll bring it. We'll go at it. Uh, so just like always, we have absolutely no idea what we're doing and hopefully on the other end, we'll figure it out. But until then, we'll, uh, just have to see you next week. Yep. Bye-bye. And, uh, don't drink or drive.